How's it going today, guys? Once again, we're back here in the studio. Another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Um, today, we got lots of NFL stuff, college football coming for y'all. Football season's right around the corner. I can't wait. We have a very special guest on with us today, John Grayson. John, say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? I uh, appreciate you having me on, Tom. Hey, no problem, man. I know you know your stuff. I'm big football guy. John was one of our quarterbacks back in high school. He's back there slinging the rock around a little bit. I had a couple offers, but decided not to go play, but went to Auburn for school. So got lots of good stuff coming for y'all. So first, let's go with uh, our top five QBs in the NFL this season. Well, who do you have as your top five, John? My top five, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. And then I put a big gap in there, and then I say Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm going to go Russell Wilson at number five. Yeah, see, I like that. See, I agree with you. I think there's no way you can't have, have Aaron Rodgers at number one. Somebody yesterday on Twitter was pretty met, was pretty upset with me for not having uh, Brady at number one. I was just like, dude, you're telling me if I had to pick one player to win one game for me, I'm not going to pick Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Like, and right now, Tom getting as old as he is. He's still obviously very good, but Aaron Rodgers is the most physically talented quarterback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, like, Rodgers always has to deal with so many injuries. Yeah. Like, I can't remember a season where Jordy Nelson didn't get hurt, even though he's not there anymore. Offensive line always hurt, never has any running backs. It's just Aaron Rodgers is the one-man show doing it. And never has a defense either. I mean, they have Clay Matthews and – and yeah, he single-handedly took them to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Like, to me, I feel like he's the closest thing we have to LeBron in football because I feel like football, like, it's really hard to, like, not – because it's such a team-oriented sport, but I just feel like Aaron Rodgers, like, elevates that offense so much. Like, he'll have, like, only Randall Cobb in there and a bunch of no-names and just – like, like I, by the way, it makes no sense to me they paid Devontae Adams that fat contract. He's, like, the third highest-paid receiver in the league. Yeah, I like him, but, yeah, that's just kind of the way it is now. The next person that gets paid is going to be yeah. overpaid. It's just like when Mike Conley was the highest-paid player in the NBA it's pretty much the same thing but I'm a little different from you after number one see everyone knows if back from a couple episodes ago when I taxed Tom Brady pretty bad that I'm not a big Brady guy I actually have Russell Wilson at two at number three I have Drew Brees I can't ignore Tom Brady though I got him at number four I just feel like that Belichick does so much of that team I mean like when was there if there's ever a bad player on the Patriots they get cut after like two weeks you know like they always find somebody and plug them in I feel like that's what they'll do again this year and then at five I have Big Ben I just feel like he's yeah. good but I mean a lot of people have been hating on me there for having Russell Wilson up this high but dude Russell Wilson had the worst O-line play in the league he had no run support whatsoever ever since Marshawn Lynch left they've had nothing there I feel like I, mean, I just feel like every time I watched Russell Wilson that he is doing everything by himself like I don't know if you remember that one play against the 49ers he literally just ran around the backfield I think it was like 20 something seconds and then just launched yep. a deep ball to Doug Baldwin for a touchdown like and he hasn't had stellar wide receiver players I mean Doug Baldwin's good and they had Golden Tate for a while yeah. yeah, there's still probably like 15, 16, 17 receivers I'd take over Doug Baldwin. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I yeah. feel like that there's no even when they had Jimmy Graham, he's just a shell of himself and he was always hurt. Like I feel like Russell Wilson's out there with nothing and he balls out. I mean, a lot of people argue too that Brady does it with nothing, but I mean Gronk's easily the best tight probably the best tight end to ever play besides Tony Gonzalez. I mean, he's that good. He's probably he's definitely up there in that conversation. He's been banged up too though. Yeah, and then I mean LeGarrette Blunt's not nobody, you know, like he's good at running the ball. I mean, I feel like that all these players they get like these little scat backs they plug them into the system yeah, and they work perfectly yeah. I mean Brady's had consistency only four offensive coordinators I just feel like he's so used to the offense they're in and stuff that it just makes it so much easier for him everything is he has that consistency and that security I mean the Patriots are 13 and 6 without him so let me ask this is it like you don't like him all time like his career you don't think he's as great as people say or is it just because he's 41 now 
and you think he's going to decline? I think it's that. I mean, there might have been a season or two where he was the best quarterback in the league. See, personally, I think Peyton Manning was better than him. I'm a huge Peyton Manning. A, a lot of people have say that I mean, a lot of people hate me too for saying this, but a lot of people say that what the best thing is is rings. To me, rings it reflects more of a team. You know, like I feel like it's all about team. I feel like regular season is where you establish who's the best player in the playoffs is where he's the most clutch stuff. Like, for example, in basketball, like I don't think Paul Pierce is the second or third best player I've ever watched play basketball. But in the playoffs, like there is probably nobody I'd rather have on my team besides LeBron and Kobe than next be Paul Pierce from all the players I've seen in the playoffs. No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I just I wrote down a couple notes for you. My take is he threw for 4,600 yards last year. 32 touchdowns, eight picks. So he led the league in passing yards and was third in touchdowns at 40 years old. That to me, I mean, that's that's hard to debate. I, I like Russell Wilson. And the other one, I think Drew Brees is one of the most underrated players. In the oh, absolutely. I so I have a problem with Russell being over them too. But I, I don't know. That's just my, that's my beef. See, I understand that. I just feel like Russell Wilson has nothing around him and he goes off with it. Brady is like, I mean, like you said, he has good stats. I don't think he's like trash or anything. I still I have him in it. top four. I mean, I definitely think he's top three quarterback all time. I just don't think he's the best. I just feel like that Belichick is such like the coach, like GM, everything. I see, I think Belichick's the greatest coach ever. I think the guy's absolute genius. I mean, him taking out Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl is just stupid. I still don't even know why. Yeah. We still don't know why he did it. I wish Malcolm Butler would come out and tell That's us the real it. story. Like, I don't know what's holding him back from it. But like you said about Drew Brees, I mean, he has five 5,000-yard passing seasons. That's more, I think the next most is Manning with like two or three. Yeah. Like, Drew Brees definitely, I mean, it's just disregarded a little bit more to me because I feel like a lot of those Saints teams, they would just come out in the second half and he would just throw the ball yeah. like so much in the second yeah. half that it kind of makes it look, it's kind of tainted a little bit. Because, I mean, there could be arguments for Drew Brees being the best quarterback all time. Exactly, exactly. He completed 72% of his passes this year, which is absolutely egregious. That is ridiculous numbers that, I mean, that's, yeah, that's unbelievable. So, I don't know, 40, I think 4,700 yards, 4,300 yards this year. Yeah, and it feels like he's gotten his second wind as he's gotten yeah. old, just like Brady. I mean, I feel like Brady's got that second wind, too. I mean, Big Ben, though, at, I've got him on here at number five. I think you said you had him at, what, four? I think I had him at four, yeah, after the gap of Breeze to Big Ben. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. See, I think after those four with Brady, I feel like that there's the gap, and then the there's Big off. Ben, and then, like, Matt Ryan, and then after that. I mean, I feel like Big Ben's good. He just gets hurt a lot. He can throw. He can just be inconsistent. Like, at the beginning of the season, he looked like he was about ready to roll over and retire. Yeah, and— Having Le'Veon Bell, having Antonio Brown, Juju Smith, like I feel like you got to do a little bit more with those guys. That's kind of my issue. Like put Drew Brees on the Steelers or Brady on the Steelers, Aaron Rodgers on the Steelers. They're just in a different class, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely on that. I feel like that he is such a stacked up, and he has two Pro Bowlers on his O line. I think it was Villanueva and um, what's the other one? Uh, Gilbert, I think, was the other one that made both made the Pro Bowl. So I mean, yeah. they have a stacked up offensive line. So I definitely am going to agree with you there. That I think Big Ben's a little bit below them. I mean, he's when he won his Super Bowls too. A lot of people like to argue that he was young and had good defenses and stuff. So I mean, that does, which also plays a little bit in my Brady argument with the Malcolm with the Malcolm Butler pick on the on the um, goal line and I mean the Gustowski like clutch kicking I just feel like the Patriots just always such a clutch team which I think goes back to coaching yes but I would argue too without the David Tyree helmet catch that's another Super Bowl that Brady could yeah have. I mean you're not you're yeah. not wrong there and the yeah. Falcons don't blow the 28 exactly. lead which still pains me to even <laughs> think about like I, that's still I still have nightmares about that game to this day yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm not as big a Falcons fan as you are so I, I, don't, I don't know how you feel but I'm sure it hurts yeah that, that definitely hurt the worst of anything like I remember at halftime when Lady Gaga was out there. I was just like, get off the stage. I need the second half to start, and the second half could not have gone worse. 
rough. Yeah, I might have cried after the game was over, but we'll move on from that now. Let's talk about a little NFL and uh, offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Who do you have? Uh, this is the one I – yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this is kind of a, a, I guess, a lame pick that will probably be pretty popular. I'm going to say Saquon Barkley as the offensive MVP or offensive rookie MVP. Uh, plug him in with a good offense. They got better on the offensive line this year. He's going to be on a team that makes a little bit of noise at least. So I think he'll be in the spotlight a pretty decent amount. And my original pick, if he would ever – I don't know what the update is with him signing his contract or not. Roquan Smith was my defensive rookie of the year pick. I love Roquan Smith. Love the way he plays. He can cover, tackle, uh, sideline to sideline, all that. So he was he was my pick. But uh, Oh, yeah. No, the Bears had like a top 10 defense on paper last yeah. year. I mean, honestly, their p- defense was really good. They almost beat the Falcons yeah. week one. That game, that game is not fun to watch. But I agree with you completely. I think Roquan, like I think they said that he has like something where he loses guaranteed money for helmet to helmet hits. And that's what he's holding out exactly. for. And they were talking about it during that preseason game. So he still hasn't reported yet. But I actually one of the Bears is one of the teams I like to their win total over okay. six and a half wins. Oh, nice. I feel like they'll definitely cash it on that. I think they got good weapons for Trubisky with Alan. Robinson in there. I like their running backs with Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard really he's underrated. Yeah, yeah, he is. Tarek Cohen too. He's a little slippery, yeah, little yeah. scat back. I think slippery. I think they have a good offense there with everything they got. I mean, I wish Kevin White would finally do something. I was really high on him coming out of West Virginia, but exactly. he's kind of been a bust. Yeah. But I agree. I could definitely see Roquan being in the mix. Um, for defensive, I went the same with you for offensive rookie. I said Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I just feel like it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I think he's going to elevate the Giants, be pretty good. I actually have as a sleeper, though, Josh Rosen. is kind of hard with all these quarterbacks because we don't know if they're going to start or not but Rosen's in a good situation like you know he's got David Johnson Larry Fitzgerald all these guys I mean it's good offensive line like he's in there I feel like it's a real stable team a team that's a couple years removed from being what what did they have the I think they were the second best record in the NFC very good and the Panthers smacked them though yeah Yeah, that Cam Newton's unbelievable season but so I just think Rosen could be the sleeper there it just depends on if he starts from week one that's the that's the tough part right now is knowing which of these rookie quarterbacks start week one exactly and then I th- for defensive rookie I have Bradley Chubb I just feel I like, like him Vaughn Miller Shane Ray all those guys they have on that defensive line I think that throwing him in that stacked up defense he's going to get a lot of sacks and I know that yep. just sacks usually jump off the page and that's what people go for for stuff like that I also think Marcus Davenport for the Saints oh, could yeah. be a sleeper I mean they've got also another stacked defense so yep. he's definitely going to eat get a lot of sacks and I think Denzel Ward for the Browns is another sleeper there too he could we could see him get a lot of interceptions out there at corner. I thought he was a really good pick. He's so fast and quick. Like everybody's hating on it. I think it's a good pick. The Browns really needed a cornerback. So I definitely think it could, it's going to be between one of those three players. I think that those teams will all be in the playoffs too. So I think it, or except for the Browns. So I think it'll, it'll elevate them a little bit. Yeah. I just feel the Steelers are on that division, man. They own that division. The Steelers and the, I think the Ravens will be decent too, but we'll go now to the college football final four prediction. Uh, What, what was your, what do you have for your final four right now? You may give a little bit of reason behind each one yeah okay uh so i'm gonna start with alabama um i think this is one of the best alabama teams we've seen in a long time they're still young but you saw it in the national championship game which i guess that one hurt you too a little bit uh, no I'm a, oh yeah I'm a florida state fan no. yeah not georgia fan scratch that uh yeah they uh they're loaded with young guys they're gonna have five or six sophomores that come in and are, i guess as juniors are gonna be top you know first or second round picks uh, and their schedule actually kind of lines up good. They have Auburn at home, which I think that's their toughest game. They're at LSU, which I think LSU is going to be down. So favorable schedule, loaded talent. Uh, Clemson, I think, will be the next one in. 
they have the best defensive line I've ever probably seen in college football. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. Like you were saying earlier, where they have four all four of their players in the top 50. Yeah. I think they're in, what, the top 12? Top, or? Yeah, they had three of their four defensive linemen were the top 12 in the top 50 college football players of 2018, which is unheard of. They're all yeah. first team, all ACC. Um, and I went to the Clemson-Auburn game last year and saw it firsthand. They sacked Jared Stidham 13 times. So, yeah, I still have And Auburn that. almost won that game, we too. That game was crazy. Game. One of my buddies, a big Auburn fan, just like, y'all, he punched a hole in the wall after the game was over. I was yeah, like, was, dude, I was like, you can't honestly. I was like, y'all put up a good fight. You can't be that bad over it. That one hurt bad, though. And it was, yeah, it was ugly to watch. Uh, so, speaking of being an Auburn fan, uh, I'm going to say Auburn. And I know it sounds surprising, but I think they'll kind of take the path Alabama did last year. Run the table till the last game, and we'll lose in Tuscaloosa which will bump us out of the SEC championship game, uh-huh. which will give us an opportunity to be a backdoor, you know, three or four seed in the playoff. I think... I think that plays to y'all's advantage, Exactly. Though. It hurt us last year to play in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. And we had two regular season losses, too. But uh, Jared Stidham, I think, is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and he's going to knock the rust off after a slow start last year, but uh, still put up awesome numbers. I think he's going to be good. And I think Auburn has... Potentially the second best defensive line in the country. I'm a little biased, but we got three or four guys that are going to be first rounders, second rounders, something like yeah. that. So we got a lot of talent there. And then my last one is a little shaky, but uh, I'm going to say one of the two Big Ten teams, either Michigan or Ohio State, um, depending on Shea Patterson at Michigan. Yeah, that's what I have them down as a sleeper, too. Yeah. Like I, I've seen that he might not even win the starting quarterback job, really? but I think Shea okay. Patterson a, is a beast. I saw him at Ole Miss a bunch, and uh, yeah, he can play. And then either them or Ohio State, depending on what all happens with the Urban Meyer situation, that could either light a fire or kind of derail their season. Yeah, so. see, that was what I was actually going to ask you that when we talked about that. If you think, yeah. see, I feel like if Urban Meyer doesn't get fired, that he's going to come in and they're going to come out with kind of a vengeance yeah. and they're going to be really good. But if he does get fired, then I feel like they're probably going to lose like four or five games. And it's not, yeah, or at least three games. I mean, the Big, Big Ten kind of has like it's Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State, and then. At, and or I, did I say I think I said Michigan, but it's, yeah. those, it's those five teams basically yeah. that are going to compete. All those just depends if they beat up on each other or not. Going back to uh, Auburn, do do you know what have they put out like the strength of schedule yet or not? I'm not sure if they I, have. I, I, I want to say I've heard we had the toughest schedule in the country. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, you play three top ten teams right now: Washington, yeah. Georgia, and Alabama. And I think all those teams will. I think. See, I think Georgia is pro, as much as I hate to say it, Georgia. I feel like they're going to lose that week two game to South Carolina just because, yeah. like, I mean, they have what eight new defensive starters or seven. So yeah, exactly. I just feel yeah. like that. I just feel like that that they're too inexperienced. So you play Austin P your first game, so I mean, you're not really going to get much from that. And then no. you go into South Carolina. That's going to be a hostile environment. I think that South Carolina can easily run the table, and that's a good team too a lot of people are sleeping on him must champs in his third year there jake so he kind of has it yeah exactly that's what i'm saying yeah. jake bentley's good and they have a lot of like got a lot of good talent on that team um i mean i think auburn like you said i mean i think their key game is at georgia yeah. i feel like that that's the key that's the key game for both those teams that's going to knock one of those teams pretty much out of the playoff i mean because i even if georgia doesn't i feel like that's gonna be the key game for them because i don't see them beating alabama in the sec championship no, game so i don't think so but i have alabama in mind just like you do i mean 
They have Tua in there now, so yeah. they're just the running backs with the Harris brother, boys. I mean, they're not brothers, both Harris's. I mean, they're, they're just – yeah, Alabama's just – Alabama's too good. We all know about that. Best, Probably best coach of all time was Saban, <laughs> undoubtedly. Uh, and I actually took Penn State out of the Big Ten. I feel like the Big Ten's kind of a crapshoot right now. Ohio mm-hmm. State's just too iffy to me. I think Penn State had a good year last year. They had a good year last year with – I just think I like James Franklin as their coach. I yep. feel like they can build on what they had last year, and they have a very favor- – they have a more favorable schedule with home games and stuff they get. Ohio State at home. Yep. What's uh, Saquon's backup? Is it uh, Miles Sanders? Yeah. He's a freak, too. That's what I'm saying. He's going to have a big year this year. Like, you remember, I think he had, like, when he had that one run where he broke all his tackles and they were putting all over Twitter, like, Saquon's backup's just as good as he is. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Penn Penn State's good. I mean, that's one of the most historic programs in college football. So I expect, I feel like they could definitely get in this Final Four. Uh, I I went with Florida State here. I'm a Florida State fan. I feel like we're going to run the table in the ACC. I mean, we have to play at Miami, but we get Clemson at home. Us versus Clemson is always, I mean, we almost beat Clemson at their own place last year. We had a, we fumbled the ball on the goal line. It pretty much cost us the game. It was terrible. I just don't even know what happened there. But honestly, I feel like Florida State can really run the table. I like the new offense with Coach Taggart. I feel like we're going to be more dynamic. Cam Akers one, is definitely going to be up there for Heisman Trophy. I agree with that. I really like DeAndre uh, Francois back in there. I feel like that we got some other, we got some good receivers that redshirted last year and some other good ones that will be stepping in there. So, I think that Florida State could really spread, could, could really like spread the field stuff on teams. I don't think Clemson plays Miami this year. So uh, No, they don't. Yeah, so Clemson, I feel like the winner of that Clemson-Florida State game will probably go. I mean, my Miami, Florida State's definitely going to be a tough game, too, but I just I like us in that game. I've noticed with Miami with these new teams, it's all about turning the ball over. When they pull that Miami, the U-chain out in the crowd, it's over after yeah. that. But if you take care of the ball, you can beat Miami. Like Every single team that beat them last year took care of the ball. Yeah. Even Florida State took care of the ball, and we had that questionable. I still don't even know if he scored <laughs> that touchdown, but yeah. it is what it is. And then I have Oklahoma in there. I really like Kyler Murray. I yep. think this team, I don't think they lost a lot. I mean, they lost uh, Orlando Brown, their left tackle. They lost Baker Mayfield. But other than that, they really kept a lot of the team together. And I mean, I think Stoops has gotten them or they don't have Stoops anymore. But I think they yeah, Lincoln Riley, I think they've been the last three college football final fours with. Yeah, they won the last three. So I just feel like they're going to get back there again this year. But. As my sleeper, I have West Virginia. Like you said a minute ago, Will Greer, third highest ranked player in college football. They actually get Oklahoma at home. They have a very favorable schedule in the Big Ten. So, I mean, in the Big 12. So, I really like, I feel like that West Virginia here could be a sleeper. I don't hate that. I'm, I like Will Greer. I'm the seventh year senior just about. Now, yeah, he uh, got yeah. kicked out of Florida and everything. Yep. Uh, now he can play. I, I'm with you on that. And I like Kyler Murray a lot. Uh, it's going to be hard. Those are big shoes to fill following Baker Mayfield. But, uh, I like them. I, their question mark is defensively, and they got run over by Georgia last year. But, again, there's not going to be anybody that's going to run the ball like that or be that powerful yeah. in the Big 12. So I'm with you. I like that. I like yeah, that. and then like you said earlier about Michigan, another thing I like about Michigan is Harbaugh now has it's his, what, third year there. So he's yeah. finally got his recruits as the upperclassmen yeah. now. So I've, I really think Michigan's a good sleeper pick. And like you said, I mean, Shea Patterson, if he's not the starting quarterback, you know whoever would be starting over him would be, be good, good. But I feel like, honestly, it's just talk. A lot of coaches will say that because they want maximum effort. You don't want to just give a guy a job straight up. You just transferred in there. Yep. But, I mean, I really think that Michigan's definitely a good sleeper team. I regard Harbaugh as one of the best like coaches in in college football and in football in general. He proved he can do it at when he was at Stanford. He proved he could do it when he was in the NFL with uh, the 49ers, and now he's proven he can – I think he'll prove he can do it again at Michigan. I think yeah. it's only a matter of time. It's a, it's about time, though, because I think they're getting a little antsy up there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's – I saw some stat that 
Butch Jones and him through the last three years had the same number of wins and losses, and Butch Jones got run out of town. So I, I mean, I think I think he'll. They, they got a lot of talent, and if Shea Patterson can be the guy, they're going to make some noise, I think. so. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Um, we'll do the quick three questions now. I'm about to ask you three random questions oh, to see geez. what you think. Yeah, right. trust trust me, nothing nothing hard. Uh, Who do you think has better touchdown celebrations, Juju Smith-Schuster or Odell Beckham? I love Juju Smith. He's my guy. Uh, I got to go with, with Juju Smith. Although, shout out to... The Minnesota Vikings that played uh, Doug Doug Goose last year. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. That was one of my favorites. But no, I like Juju a lot. Him and Antonio Brown are hilarious. Yeah, no, I love the team celebrations. My favorite Juju one was definitely when that he reenacted the Vontez Perfect hit. The hit he had on Vontez Perfect. He said it brought good light to the play. I thought that was pretty funny. But him and Le'Veon, all them. I thought the Steelers had the best uh, group celebration when they all acted like they were playing dice. When they all got, I thought that one was pretty good. But Odell, I think, had the most savage celebration when he acted like he was the dog peeing on the field that was nice when he scored and then so i mean i I feel like it's a tough toss-up i'm actually gonna go with odell i just feel like that he's he does the solo celebration a little more i feel like every single time odell scores we get a twitter video of him doing something good that's true but i mean juju's the same way too they both save him up so i hope these guys find the end zone a good bit next year so we can watch them um next um we'll get we'll talk a little basketball here at the nba who do you think will be the most disappointing team in the western conference next year whoa oh that's a tough one um I'm going to say the Houston Rockets. Uh, I listened to your, I guess it was last week's podcast a little Uh, bit, talking about Melo going in there, um, how that could potentially uh, not cause some issues, but it's just going to be different. You go from Trevor Ariza, who's uh, a very good defensive player, uh, and Carmelo Anthony, it depends on if he buys into the system, if he's willing to take a bit of a backseat. I don't know. I think they're they're going to drop off a little bit, and bold prediction I think the Thunder get the two seed in the West. See, I really like that. I really like Paul George and Westbrook together. Yeah. I think Westbrook's a lot like Harden is. You can play one star with him, but not three, and yeah. that's why I don't think it'll work. I definitely think the Rockets will be disappointing. I, I have a bold prediction that Melo gets run out of town midseason. Really? I could see the Rockets having like struggling. Chris Paul's hurt a lot that first part of the season. I could see them just telling, just trading Melo out. I mean, I feel like somebody will trade. I mean, he doesn't really have that big contract anymore. Somebody will take him in a trade, and I don't think it'd be a playoff team, but somebody maybe an East team too, like yeah. the Bucks maybe trying to do a little something, throw something in there. But I could see it happening with him. But I'm actually gonna go with the Blazers. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs this year, honestly. Really? Okay. Damian Lillard's one of my favorite players in the league. Him and CJ both two of my favorite players to watch. But I just feel like they had their best season they've had yet, and they got swept in the first round of the playoffs. And that Western Conference is so stacked up. If Damian Lillard's not averaging like 30, 32 a game, then they're not gonna be able to hang in the West at all. I like that. And I just feel like the West is just a bloodbath night in night out. If you have anybody gets hurt or like if CJ or Damian gets hurt, it's over so, for him. Yeah. Question: Are they going to blow it up if they don't make the playoff? I mean, what? Yes, I actually another bold prediction: Blazers. I could see the Blazers at the end of this season or at some point during the season trading Damian Lillard to the Lakers. I oh. think he's a lot like Kyrie Irving, and him and LeBron would work well together in that sense. But I also think that if you're going to trade a guy like Damian Lillard, you have to get a really good return, and I think you can get that from the Lakers because yeah. you can get you probably get Lonzo and you can get like Kuzma or Brandon. Ingram yeah and so I think getting those guys and honestly they probably have to throw Josh Hart in the deal too and I bet I think you'd have to eat like Lou Aldang's money or something but they'll figure out a way to make it work but I feel like that's a good return because you're getting two guys with all-star potential that are really good you know or at yeah. least like oh, yeah. Ingram will at least be a good like 20 points a game and defensive player yep. so I really I, I could see that being I think that's the really good trade for them I think that's probably the best value you could get for Lillard so I definitely could see that happening them blowing it I think they have to blow it up with one of the two and I feel like Lillard's more 
the player to blow it up with yeah. to get a better return. You're going to get more return for sure. Yeah. And then our last question is, do you have a problem with the way that T.O. handled getting inducted to the Hall of Fame? Oh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, a little bit. And I, I guess I'll steal somebody's point. I saw it on TV from somebody. They were kind of saying, like, the fact that, obviously, he should have been a first ballot Hall of yeah. Famer as far as numbers go. I mean, he's amazing. But they were saying you're letting the Hall of Fame win by making it a big scene, not going to Canton. Just go to Canton, appreciate it. But, yeah, you're 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 drawing too much attention to it that you're like – everyone knows you're so upset and you're letting them win. I don't know. That's what that's what somebody was saying. So I, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand his frustration. So, yeah, that's – Yeah, see, I understand his frustration. I'd be kind of frustrated too if I was him. But I'm going to side with you on this one that I think he just needed – one, I think he just needs to be the bigger man and yeah, kind of exactly. swallow his pride in that situation. But number two, like – it doesn't when you get inducted to the Hall of Fame, it doesn't say that like, oh, he took him this many tries. You know what I mean? Like they don't they don't remember that. It's no. just if you get in the Hall of Fame or not. And I feel like that he kind of just needed to enjoy his moment and just be like, I finally made it. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you said that better than I did. But yeah, that's yeah, what I was going for. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying to you. Like, I just I just I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of the way T.O. handled it. And like a lot of people, I mean, Randy Moss had a lot of controversy with him, too. And I for feel sure. like he handled it right the right way. And I mean, it's kind of crazy seeing Belichick and Kraft come out for him, too. And he yep. was crying and stuff. Stuff. Like Randy Moss to me is probably I think he's the best sound bites of any player ever. Like he's so funny. Like with the, my favorite, one of my favorite videos ever is the one when they ask him like Randy, how are you gonna pay these guys? And he's like straight cash, homie, he's no check. And then he's he just hops in his car, closes the door, and pulls yep. off. He's a legend. Well, John, I appreciate having you on the show. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, it was a blast. Glad to be here. We'll have to do it again soon. We'll definitely keep our eye out for Auburn this season. I mean, like you said, three big the three big games, what it's going to come down to versus Washington, Georgia, and Alabama. So definitely keep our eye out for that. Are you, are you excited to go to the first game in the Dome? Yeah, uh, let's try not to make it 0-3 in Mercedes-Benz, see hey. if we can Get one and yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got faith in Washington or in uh, Auburn. I don't think Washington's going to pull it out. But this concludes today's episode. Once again, follow me on Twitter at Hot Takes with CP3. Got lots of stuff out there for y'all. Put, just put out some uh, NFL and NBA future bets that I like for the week. So go look at those and check all that stuff out. But we coming to y'all a few more times this week. Thanks for tuning in.